For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here as we kick off a brand new week. This is your go-to for hot liberty. A safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. On social media, Instagram, I'm at Monica Crowley underscore. And on Twitter and Truth Social, I'm at Monica Crowley. Also by email, I'm at Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. All right, uh, we got a big show lined up for you on Thursday this week. I don't know what it's going to be yet, <laughs> but I can promise you it's going to be big as all of our shows are big. By the way, I just want to let you know that we are here all throughout the holidays, okay? No time off for Monica Crowley because the country and the world do not take any time off. So I'm going to be here with you throughout the holidays. Big shows lined up, really interesting conversations. You're not going to want to miss a second of it. Plus, all of the breaking news that you come to expect uh, for analysis here on this show, we're going to bring it to you throughout uh, all the way up through the new year and then into the new year because 2024, my friends, is going to be crazy. So I'm going to be here with you every step of the way. So big show on Thursday. Again, I don't know yet what it's going to be. I'm just being totally honest. I, I know one of the big subjects I want to cover, which is going to be huge uh, and fun for you. So we will do that on Thursday. And we're working on some some big guests uh, for the rest of the week as well. I will tell you that next week, we're going to focus on music. And I want to tell you, we've got a major iconic pop star who's going to be joining us here on the program next week, not to be missed. Also, I want to tell you, next week, you're going to get a double shot of Monica Crowley. You know why? Because not only am I going to continue doing this show next week, of course, but I'm also going to be sitting in for my good friend Dinesh D'Souza on his podcast, and that'll be five days a week. That's next week. So you're going to get double barrel Monica double barrel Monica goodness <laughs> next week. Okay. I'll keep you updated as we get closer to it. But next week I'm sitting in for Dinesh D'Souza. And of course I will be here and on this show, major, major pop star coming up uh, here next week. You're not going to want to miss that. Um, today we're going to be joined by Johnny McEntee. If that name sounds familiar, it should because he spearheaded uh, President Trump's Office of Presidential Personnel. So he was brought in when it finally dawned on President Trump that the uh, Obama holdovers, the deep state, the saboteurs were all over his administration. Remember, Donald Trump had never done any of this before. So when he became president, he was uh, like hit in the face with the reality of how deeply corrupt and how deeply awful government is. And he started to realize that there were so many uh, and never Trumpers, anti-Trumpers, deep staters burrowed deep into his administration and really across the entire executive branch. So Johnny, uh, who started as a Trump volunteer, then became Trump's body man, and then ultimately the head of presidential personnel, he was tasked with rooting out all of these saboteurs all of these never Trump and deep state villains who were undermining Trump throughout his administration. It was a huge project. So he didn't get everybody, but he stands poised to help in the second term, which is going to be a massive job. So we're going to talk to Johnny McEntee about what a second Trump administration would look like uh, in terms of weeding out all of these horrible, destructive people. Um, we're going to talk to him about that. And he is the CEO 
of a dating app called The Right Stuff, which is geared for pro-Trump people, conservatives, Republicans. Finally, we've got a dating app for the rest of us, us deplorables. And Johnny is running it. He's doing a great job. It's a really, it's a fun thing with fun social media accounts. So he's going to be here with that, not to be missed. I promise you that's going to be a great, fun conversation. But first, the Monica memo. The deep state is in a deep panic. Why? Because Trump's coming in hot. We are getting poll after poll now including from polling organizations and media institutions that have no love for Donald Trump. I mean, they really, and most of these people doing these polls uh, absolutely hate him, so there's no incentive. I mean, there there is that uh, that theory that they want to like have these astronomical polls and favor Donald Trump because they want him to be the nominee because they think that they can more easily beat him. I never bought into that. I mean, look, the polls are the polls and these pollsters are all out of control and uh, take everything with a grain of salt. Okay, be skeptical about everything. But when you see poll after poll showing these massive leads, first of all, on the Republican side, Donald Trump, and I was so uh, happy to see the president. I was at Mar-a-Lago on Friday for dinner, and I happened to see the president. He is in the best mood. I don't know how he's doing it, but he was in a great mood, spent uh, a little bit of time with him. He is in great shape. Okay, great spirits, spinning tunes at Mar-a-Lago from his iPad. I mean, just incredible. I don't know how he does it. The only explanation I have is hand of God. And I'm serious about that because what they have put him through over the last eight years now would have crushed a normal human being. You and I would have been in the fetal position in a mental institution long ago. And yet Donald Trump is not just still standing, he is thriving. And of course, the deep state and the uni party and military industrial complex, they cannot believe that he's not just still standing, but that he is thriving. So again, you know, take these polls with a grain of salt and let's not get overly confident here because anything can happen. And we all know what the deep state is capable of. We've seen them in action really since JFK, through Richard Nixon, through COVID, uh, all of it. So we know what they're capable of. So we don't want to get too giddy here and count our chickens before they hatch. But if you're taking a look at these snapshots of these polls, it's terrible news for Joe Biden, his administration, and his presidential campaign, such as it is, uh, and very good news for Donald Trump, who is really, I mean, he is the nominal uh, presidential nominee for the Republican Party. Poll after poll now shows astronomical leads for Donald Trump in the GOP primary race. In fact, there was one poll a couple of days ago, and I actually raised this with President Trump on Friday, showing him leading DeSantis and Haley by about 68 points, almost 70 points. Now, that may certainly be an outlier, uh, but most of these other polls show him leading by 40, 50, 60 points um, across the board nationally. And then you go state by state and he's leading, you know, his Republican challengers by, you know, 25, 30, 40, 50 points. So he is the presumptive nominee. And again, anything could happen. They're waging lawfare against him. Did you guys see yesterday Jack Smith, the special counsel who is the arm of Joe Biden and Merrick Garland, you know, Donald Trump's political opponents, uh, he went right to the Supreme Court asking the Supreme Court to expedite a hearing on President Trump's claim of presidential immunity. So Trump is trying to say, look, you cannot come after me for things that I did as president because all presidents are immune. Okay, not when you're a private citizen, but while you're in office, you've got presidential immunity. So Trump is arguing, Smith is coming at me for stuff that, number one, is not a crime. Number two, I was president at the time, so therefore I am protected, I'm covered, because the stuff he's coming at me for was during that time period. Um, Three, they're arguing double jeopardy, that you can't go after someone for the same crime twice, because keep in mind... Presidents, they've got criminal immunity. 
what they can go after you while you are president, they've got a tool called impeachment. So while you can't go criminally after a sitting president, you can go after them with impeachment, which is a political process, not a criminal one. Okay? So Trump is arguing, look, they came after me for this stuff, which is all bogus, with an impeachment process, which I survived. Which I survived. So, yeah, they impeached me, but the Senate, you know, did not convict. And so you cannot come after me twice for the same crime under double jeopardy. It's a very interesting legal argument. None of this has ever been tried before. It's all novel. And we know why. This is not, this is nothing to do with crime. This is nothing to do with Trump breaking any laws. This is all about trying to earn a conviction before the election to try to stop him from being reelected president. That's it. Okay. So Jack Smith wants to bypass the appellate process and go straight to the Supreme Court. So he took it straight to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said, okay, fine. Um, turned to the Trump team and said, uh, please give us your response to this by December 20th, which I believe is next Wednesday. So the Supreme Court has said, give us your response to this, and then we'll deal with it then. All of this totally unprecedented, as so many things regarding President Trump are. Why? Because he's there for us. He is one of the very few ever in American history to stand up for the American people and put America first. So, of course, the Uni Party, Deep State, Propaganda Press, Military Industrial Complex, all of the individuals and institutions and systems that are geared to put us last and themselves first for a globalist agenda, for a communist agenda. Those forces are not happy with him. And so Jack Smith is one of their blunt force weapons that they are using to try to stop him. But they are increasingly panicked because when you look at these polls, awful news for Biden and his, um, at least, you know, his presidential campaign, such as it is right now, he's got a disapproval rating of 56%. Biden is historically the most unpopular president at this point in his presidency. This goes all the way back to President Truman. Okay, going all the way back to Truman, 1948, Biden is the most unpopular president at this point in his presidency since Truman. It's been over a thousand days since he took office. Okay, so we have a track record here of absolute catastrophe. 538 did a national poll, which was released over the weekend, showed 81% of Republicans and 63% of Democrats, 63% of Dems, okay, say he is doing a horrible job with the economy. 24% of Democrats approve of his handling of the economy. Who are these 24? They're just, you know, robotic Democratic voters who will say yes to anything the Democrats do. But think about it. 63% of Dems say he is doing a terrible job with the economy, and the economy is going to be the number one issue. It's the number one issue now. And that tells me that the deep state and the left and the military industrial complex, they all have something up their sleeve for next year to change the narrative. Remember what they did in 2020. They changed the narrative away from the booming Trump economy by killing the Trump economy with COVID. And yes, they absolutely launched that virus on purpose. They timed it perfectly. They shut down the global economy to shut down the roaring Trump economy to change the subject. So once again, the economy is going to be the number one issue. What do they have up their sleeve for next year to change the subject? I don't know. All I know is it's going to be bad. There was a tip poll also that uh, was released, honed in on Biden's handling of illegal immigration, Americans say he's even doing worse on that than he is on the economy. Only 18% say that they approve of his handling of illegal immigration. 56% say that they disapprove. Okay. 
And you've got poll after poll, including a Wall Street Journal poll. And we know that Wall Street Journal and some of these other establishment organs are not thrilled with Donald Trump. They put him four points over Joe Biden which I believe is out of the margin of error. You've got other polling now showing state by state Trump just trouncing Biden, including the last couple of days we saw in Michigan, Donald Trump leading Biden by 10 points in Georgia, leading him by five. So again, take all of this with a grain of salt. But even if you cut these leads in half and say, okay, in half in Michigan, Trump is leading by five. That's out of the margin of error. Or in Georgia, by 2.5, that might be in the margin of error, but still, it's enough to win. State by state, nationally, Trump is so far ahead of the other Republicans. Why? Because he's leading a movement, guys. He's leading a movement. None of the other GOPers are. And then he's leading Biden. So, the propaganda press, the deep state, the military industrial complex, the uni party, they're all out of their minds. They're out of their minds with worry because they know if it's a clean election, Trump wins in a landslide just as he did in 2020. So no, these elections are not going to be clean next year. And we got to stay on top of the RNC and the state parties and other organizations and individuals like our friend Scott Pressler, who's doing the Lord's work out there trying to get people registered, get him focused on early voting, all the things that the left has been doing. But I will say that the left has something we do not have, which is imagination and creativity on top of controlling all the levers of power, of course. But this is why I worry what they have planned for next year, because they cannot win fair and square. They just can't. And they've got to do everything possible to stop Donald Trump. And I worry about it. I do. And I'm trying to think in ways that they think, whether it's a stronger, more lethal kind of virus whether it's a cyber attack. China launched a cyber attack on us yesterday. Notice that the press is not reporting this, but yeah. Meanwhile, Barack and Michelle Obama, and there's still a big possibility that they swap out Biden for Michelle. They just launched a Netflix documentary. You know, they've got a big Netflix deal as well, but they just launched a documentary about a possible cyber attack against the world that shuts down global communications. Are they programming us? I don't know. I don't know. But guys, we have to be prepared for all chaos contingencies, all crisis contingencies. Nobody thought of a novel coronavirus coming at us last time, right? Nobody thought about that. Who thought about that? Well, they did because they've got creativity and imagination. And now we have to too. So we got to brace and start thinking ahead. The deep state is in a deep panic. All right, let's hit a quick break. When we come back, I want to deal with uh, the universities and the raging anti-Semitism and the fact that UPenn made a choice and Harvard made a choice. What about the others? We're coming right back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Grainger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Grainger. For the ones who get it done. Okay, welcome back. In a couple of minutes here, we're going to be joined by the great Johnny McEntee talking about presidential personnel in a second term um, and the mistakes that were made in the first term by allowing all these saboteurs to burrow in and stay there. Um, Also, we're going to talk about a great conservative dating app. So if you're single and ready to mingle for the holidays and beyond... We're going to talk about that too. Really fun conversation coming up. First, so I want to deal with the absolute moral rot in our universities. Guys, this has been going on forever 
Okay. I talk about this all the time when I give speeches on this program, on television, radio, you name it, wherever I can have a platform. I have been talking about how the Marxists have been marching forward for decades in this country, the long march through the institutions, taking over our institutions uh, one by one in order to penetrate our society and really indoctrinate everybody from the culture, through academia, through the economy, all of it, indoctrinating everybody with Marxism straight up. So while they took control over the institutions, they were indoctrinating subsequent generations to believe that it was normal, and not just normal, but necessary and and something worth fighting for. They've had huge success over the last many, many, many decades, okay? So what you're seeing in the universities now coming to light because of the raging anti-Semitism on campus has been just a product of all of this. None of this is a surprise, or shouldn't be if you were paying attention. And these university presidents, like we saw in Congress last week, and we dealt with this last week, Elise Stefanik, the great Republican representative from the state of New York, grilled three university presidents, president of Penn, Harvard, and MIT, about the anti-Semitism on the campus, the fact that the Jewish students do not feel safe. And I thought these universities were all about safe spaces. Oh, but not if you're a conservative, not if you're pro-Trump, and not if you're a Jew. So there are exceptions to the rule. But all of these universities have codes of conduct against harassment, bullying, hate speech. And Elise Stefanik pointedly asked these university presidents, does calling for the genocide of Jews constitute a violation of your code of conduct? Does it constitute bullying and harassment? And all of these university presidents, all radical women, by the way, sat there and said, well, it depends on the context. To which Stefanik said, well, what exactly is the context? Actual genocide against the Jews? Is that your context that you're waiting for? And they would say, well, if words turn into conduct, then it's actionable. To which Stefanik again said, what is the conduct you're waiting for? Actual genocide against the Jews? She was so good. She was a total badass. And it really, really exposed the rot and the moral cowardice. Not even that. It's even worse. It's the evil. Moral cowardice is like hanging in a corner and refusing to take action. They're actually taking action against their Jewish students by not clamping down on this hate speech. So they're proactively uh, putting their Jewish students and Jewish faculty in actual real danger. So we got one scalp over the weekend, the University of Pennsylvania's president, Liz McGill, who, you know, they all sat there and they smirked throughout their testimony. And by the way, they all coordinated those answers. They all have their comms teams and their comms teams talk to each other. And they all brief these presidents on exactly what to say. So they all had the same answers. The fact that these presidents are, of course, a product of this disgusting evil system, and then the comms people around them, and then the faculty administration, all supporting these women, by the way, all supportive. They're all the product of the same system. They're all on the same page. Nobody stood up and said, hey, wait a minute, this is morally repugnant. Nobody? Anyone? Bueller? Nobody stood up and said, hey, wait a minute. I will say this. One person did, not in the university system, but in the entertainment area. Saturday Night Live did a disgusting, unfunny cold open on this entire episode, but they chose to make fun not of the university presidents defending anti-Semitism. Oh, no. No, they turned their fire on Elise Stefanik, the member of Congress who was grilling these university presidents and exposing their anti-Semitism and their radicalism and their evil, Saturday Night Live chose to make fun and skewer her, 
not the university presidents. This is how disgusting the culture is, how evil and how deep it all is. And there was one person who stood up and said, you know what, this makes me really uncomfortable. And that was the actress and the SNL player, Cecily Strong. She was originally cast to play Stefanik. And at the last minute, she said, you know what, I'm not going to do this. Makes me too uncomfortable. We don't know the full backstory, but the New York Post was reporting this. And good for her for standing up. But in all of this, you got one person. That's it. Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, who is particularly disgusting, although they all are, she's been accused credibly of rampant plagiarism in her PhD dissertation and other papers going all the way back to the 1990s. And she sat there with a smirk and defended the anti-Semitism. Oh, it depends on the context and the conduct. It's got to become conduct. All of it. Pure, disgusting, revolting behavior. Over 700 Harvard faculty signed a letter defending her. And just today, Harvard issued a statement saying, we're not going to fire her, and she's staying as president. So by keeping Claudine Gay, what Harvard is telling the world is that they condone anti-Semitism, racism, and plagiarism. Good to know. Good to know. So parents out there, if you're thinking about sending your kid to Harvard, especially if you're Jewish, but across the board, think twice. Oh, but Monica's Harvard. They'll still have a Harvard degree. All right, but you're sending your kid into a neo-Marxist indoctrination factory. All of these elite institutions. In In fact, it doesn't even have to be the Ivy League. All of the universities now, with few exceptions like Hillsdale College. But the vast majority probably 99% are neo-Marxist indoctrination factories. And so we'll see what MIT does with with their president, uh, Kornbluth. I mean, who knows? Maybe they have protection now that Harvard is protecting Claudine Gay. I don't know. The only silver lining to all of this is that they have exposed themselves. And we've known this, but it's now here for everybody else to see that these institutions really need massive reform, and maybe they're not even, maybe they're so far gone that reform is out of the question. I don't know, but they certainly have exposed themselves as the anti-Semites and racists and, frankly, cheaters that they are. The rot is very deep, and it points to a fundamental evil in all of these institutions. All right, when we come back, we're going to speak with Johnny McEntee about second Trump term, weeding out these scoundrels, weeding out this evil in government in the next go around with President Trump. And we'll talk to him about a really fun conservative dating app. Even if you're not looking, you got to hear this conversation because their social media accounts are absolutely hilarious. Sit tight. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, welcome back. I have been looking forward to this for quite a while because we're about to have some fun, y'all. And Lord knows we need it, okay? This is the Christmas season, and I know a lot of you out there are single and ready to mingle. Maybe you're looking for somebody to share some holiday fun, maybe a New Year's date, or maybe you're looking for someone more long-term. Those massive dating apps seem totally overwhelming. I've got friends who are on them. They try to show me them. I have no idea. I mean, I have no, I couldn't navigate these things if you asked me to. All right. And also you really can't weed out people effectively. And one of the most important things to you, and I I know this audience, I know you guys, if you are single, one of the most important things to you is to meet somebody with similar values 
especially someone with similar political values, and you want that vetting done for you. Well, now there is a perfect solution for you because now there's a dating app just for us, just for conservatives, that's fun, easy to use, and is going to match you with fellow conservatives who have the same values. Who is the mastermind behind such a brilliant and necessary idea? Well, the one and only Johnny McEntee. Johnny is the founder of The Right Stuff, which, as I mentioned, is the dating app for us conservatives. You can download it at the App Store and follow it on Instagram, Twitter, True Social, and TikTok at Date Right Stuff. Those social media feeds for Date Right Stuff are hilarious on their own. So even if you're not looking for that special someone, just follow them. I promise you it's a laugh riot. And Johnny joins us now. Johnny, it is so good to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it is my pleasure. So Johnny and I knew each other a little bit in the Trump administration. We're going to talk about that. But we ran into each other again at the airport, I guess maybe two months ago or so. I was like, Johnny? He's like, Monica? And it was so good to reconnect. And I told him how much I love this dating app and the social media feeds. And I invited him on then. And I'm so happy that you're here now. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's good to uh, reconnect. Absolutely. And guys, if Johnny's name sounds familiar, it should, because he served as a top aide to President Trump, including as director of the all-powerful White House Presidential Personnel Office, where it was his job to identify and root out all of the snakes undermining and sabotaging the Trump presidency from the inside. He did an absolutely phenomenal job although the deep state and other saboteurs were countless throughout the entire executive branch and so burrowed in uh, that it was impossible to remove all of them, at least in the first term. So the second term is going to be a different story, Johnny, right? That's right. Yeah, I think, um, you know, our goal that final year in 2020 when we were put in charge of that office was to kind of just tip away at the really important things and then look to build for a potential second term. And now that it looks like that could be likely here in the next year, um, we're getting excited about the work we're doing uh, with personnel looking to that second term to finally right a lot of the wrongs and, you know, give the president a team that is lockstep with his mission and what he wants to do. You know, it's interesting because people ask me all the time about what a second term would look like or even what a vice presidential choice would look like, Johnny. And I always say, look, I have no idea, but I, 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 knowing the president as I know him and as you know him, certainly, it seems to me that the big lesson learned from the first term is loyalty. So obviously he wants talented people who are willing and able to do these big jobs. But it seems to me like the first criteria for him would be loyalty. Someone not just loyal to him, but loyal to the America first agenda. And that that requires, you know, people that the president knows, that he respects, that he likes, but also people he can trust. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. And I think um, when we say loyalty, people get a little confused because, like you just mentioned, they think it's some sort of undying loyalty to Donald Trump when really it's just the president deserving a team that agrees with the things he's campaigning and eventually winning on. Um, It's not unusual to have people that work for you that agree with the mission or the agenda. And to have people that don't, it doesn't really make sense. And when you just rely on a you know, DC network for every appointee, you get a lot of people that necessarily don't, might necessarily not agree um, with the policy. So basically what we need to do is just make sure the president has a team or a bench of people that are aligned with his vision and what he wants to do. Obviously all of the top positions he'll handpick, hand interview, and you've got to trust his instincts and his judgment on. And then, you know, there's 4,000 other people. And, like, where do we get them from? So our goal is to kind of just pull them from other parts of the country, too. And if you're willing to move and work and, you know, you're not looking for the the glamour of it and you just really believe in the mission, I think uh, 
that opportunity should be open to, to anyone. Yes, absolutely. And especially from people outside the swamp, uh, which is so deeply corrupt. And the longer you've been there, you know, the, the more you owe the swamp, let's put it that way. And you're not necessarily vested in serving the country, you're serving yourself. We see this across the board with the Uni Party, of course. You know, President Trump is the best instinctual leader I have ever seen. And my first job was with President Nixon during the last years of his life. I've met Ronald Reagan. I've met Bill Clinton. I've I've met, you know, pretty much every living president um, and some dead ones, Johnny, too. Um, But when I look at President Trump, I see the best instincts in a leader that I have ever seen. And that's saying something. But he had never done any of this before. So when he came into office in January of 2017, you know, he looked at the sprawling executive branch and they were like, uh, Mr. President, you have to fill 3,000 or 4,000, whatever it is, spots. And he was like, what? <laughs> you know, running a business like the Trump Organization, completely different than running the U.S. government. And I think he was a little stunned by that. But now in a second term, he's been there. He's done it. He knows it. He knows what the deep state is capable of. He knows that the executive branch needs a major, major reform. And he is ready, willing and able to do that. So the second term will absolutely be different. I think a lot of people are like, well, you know, the personnel the first time wasn't so great. Wait a minute. (laughs) He did the best that he could. And those are hard learned lessons as well. So if President Trump requests your service again, Johnny, will you do it? If he requests it, of course I will. I think um, in terms of the actual personnel office, I had such a good team. Every one of my deputies was excellent. I think any one of them could fill the role in a second, uh, in a potential second term. Um, but I definitely would love to help with, you know, let's say hopefully, knock on wood, we pull off a win in November. Um, I would like to obviously help with the transition and making sure they, they you know, just get a lot of the, the personnel right. Um, I think ultimately it's a top-down approach because if you pick the right secretary or, you know, agency head that person will pick a lot of the right personnel underneath them what happened when we came in was we didn't pick the right leadership and then we had to kind of you know do this tug of war for every single appointee in each agency when um really just picking the right person at the top kind of could have solved that especially with the work we're doing now getting all these resumes and all these you know young people that want to be involved and you know having this pool of people that they can pull from, um, I think a lot of that will just solve itself. So uh, I'd be happy to assist in any way. I'd be honored to work there. It was the best best time of my life. Um, but um, I don't know. We'll see how it all plays out, you know. You're doing some of that work now as a senior advisor to the Heritage Foundation's Project 2025. I did a little bit at the margins for the treasury piece of that project, but can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so at Heritage, uh, the leadership, Kevin Roberts, kind of wanted to, um, I think he, I think everyone in you know, the MAGA world, the conservative movement, even D.C. was watching closely those Trump years, kind of saw the 2016 transition, sort of some of the personnel stuff that went wrong, some that went right. And I think looking ahead to the next conservative administration, everyone agreed that we needed to get a little bit of a head start on this. Um, obviously, Heritage is candidate agnostic, but you can imagine who I'm rooting for. Um, <laughs> yes. And, and so we, they launched a thing called Project 2025, and then I was brought on as, yeah, as you mentioned, as, as advisor to it, um, and it's project2025.org. And basically what we're doing is building this conservative database, basically a conservative LinkedIn, getting people ready. So if they want to work in a potential future conservative administration, um, we have their information. They've already done a training video. You know, we're doing the work now, so on day one, the president can have all these people ready to implement his agenda. Um, Last time, it took weeks to get the first wave of people in. We want to do that on day one. Last time, when we took over the personnel office, it took 
an average of five and a half months to get someone in the door, and we got it down to two weeks. So we just kind of want to keep making these things more efficient and build this for the conservative movement that can go on for decades, hopefully. You know, there's a thing called the Plum Book that has every position. Um, what we're doing is putting that, making that digital, um, kind of modernizing that, mapping out the entire federal government, you know, where the positions are, and then it'll be a lot easier to navigate, slot people. Um, but ultimately, it's, you know, it's up to the president uh, who actually gets these jobs, but we're just kind of making it a lot easier to uh, accomplish his goals. Well, this is so necessary. Yeah, it's so necessary to have top flight America firsters ready to go on day one, literally the day after the election when it's called for him as we all expect it to be as long as the election is clean. And that's a big if, but, you know, he will win in a landslide if it's clean the way he did in 2020. Um, you know, and I've told the president, I will come back and serve in whatever capacity he deems most useful. I totally stand ready for that. And you got to have all from the top down cabinet secretaries all the way through the federal government. And it is a massive, massive job to try to reform and overhaul the executive branch. But you are perfect for it, Johnny, because you've done it before and you know what needs to be done. So let's freaking go, right? Let's go. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, Absolutely. All right. Let's turn to the dating app, which is called The Right Stuff. How did this dating app come to be? Actually, when we were leaving the administration, my colleagues and I thought, okay, what do we do now? We wanted to do something different. The like, you know, Alternative tech stuff was becoming big, right? The right-wing version of YouTube, the right-wing version of Twitter. And it wasn't until a girl I knew said, you need to make the right-wing dating app. And I thought, whoa. Um, I thought about my own experiences on dating apps. I hadn't had a lot of luck. You know, it's kind of hard to navigate. And, like, you can't really be open about your beliefs. And especially if you're living in D.C. or New York where I had been living, kind of tricky. So, I thought about my own experience. I talked to my colleagues about their experiences and we decided to go forward with it. We pitched an investor on it. We said, you know, there's a dating app for almost every group. There's a dating app. If you're a single parent, if you're Jewish, if you're a video game lover, a dog owner, you know, there's a a dating app for all these groups, but there isn't really one for conservatives. So we want to fill that void and be the dating app for conservatives. Um, he loved the idea, so we went forward with it. We launched it up about a year ago, and it's going great. We actually had our first wedding in September, which I attended, and that was pretty exciting. First of all, ladies, you need to understand, I know this is an audio-only podcast. Johnny McEntee is freaking gorgeous, okay? <laughs> Let me just say that right now. And this is why you need to follow all of their social media uh, accounts on Twitter, True Social, Instagram, TikTok. It's Date Right Stuff is the handle. Johnny, I cannot believe you're still single. Maybe you're not. I don't know, because you did these, you did this, it was hysterical. You did these 51st dates on all the social media accounts where you literally recorded 51st dates with women that you matched with on the dating app, and it was a riot. And these girls were amazing. Did you meet anybody special? They really were. Yeah, I did. And we're still talking, so we'll see. But yeah, um, it was a fun way to promote the app and kind of show like these young, cool, cute conservatives that sometimes people don't even realize exist. It's like they're all out there. And I'm just trying to make it, I guess, more cool to be a conservative and more okay. Um, So that was a fun thing we did this summer 51st dates and actually the last date was i brought a date to the first right stuff wedding uh megan which was really fun so yeah i met a lot of great people um there's a lot of great people on the app we have seven more weddings coming in 2024 wow seven more engagements happened over the year so hopefully a lot more too and um yeah keep plugging away. Well, you know, if you do meet that special someone on uh, the right stuff, Johnny, you particularly, um, you can date them. And then when the president is back in the White House, you can have a Rose Garden wedding and he can preside. You realize that, right? (laughs) 
Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. And yeah, I, I have to meet, you know, I think just being part of this app, I think, you know, I have to meet my person on there just for the story. So if I see an attractive person out, I say, hey, I'd love to ask you out, but can you get on this app first? <laughs> and I can say I met my person on it. Um, but yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. Oh, that is amazing. By the way, when I say that the social media feeds for the right stuff are absolutely hilarious, they star Johnny, and Johnny does these one-liners that are absolutely hysterical. Can you give us a few of your favorites? Um, <laughs> or should I, should I point everybody to Everybody should go check it out, but if you can recall one or two, that would be great. Oh, I mean, I, I I can recall them all. I just don't know if they come across um, uh, as funny over over audio. But um, the other day I said, you know, when I was growing up, if you were homeschooled, you were a total weirdo. But now, if you go to public school, you might be with some kids that identify as barn animals. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> yes, and I have to say, it, it is true. You need to see the visual, the visual, because Johnny's gorgeous face is there, and he's almost invariably, first of all, he's always eating, but invariably he's eating ice cream. Is ice cream your favorite thing in the world? Ice cream is my favorite thing in the world. Well, eating in general is, uh, <laughs> as you can tell, but... No, you can't. You can't. I don't know where you put all those calories, Johnny, because you're in great shape. Um, do you come up with those one-liners? Do you come up with them yourself? Either I come up with them or my colleague James, or we see something funny on the internet and we just make it into a video, like a meme. Like I saw a meme uh, the other day that said, um, you know, it was a liberal saying, we need to let kids be whatever they want to be. And then it was a conservative saying, well, what if they want to be conservative? And then it was the liberal, like, head exploding. So, like, yesterday I just turned that into a, a video because I thought it was clever. Um, it was very funny. You also had a very funny one recently about women. Like, you need a uterus to do one thing but not the other. But I can't remember what it was. Do you remember? Right. Yeah, it's... Uh, so I need a uterus to have an opinion about women's health, but not to participate in women's sports. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> Guys, this is what I'm talking about. The social media feeds for the right stuff are hysterical. So if you are spoken for already and don't need the dating side, just still follow these social media accounts just for a great laugh because it's it's just fantastic. More than half the people that follow us are not single. I think they just, you know, we have a lot of... We have a big mom following, you know, I just, I think people just enjoy the content. Well, they do. And they're also in love with you, Johnny McIntyre. Okay. So let me, let me ask you this. Obviously it's geared for younger conservatives, but do you welcome conservatives of all ages? We welcome conservatives of all ages. One of the couples getting married next year is in their sixties, actually. Great. However, you know, our, our, our average um, user is about 28, 29. So don't expect to see a ton of people if you're in the older category. Uh, hopefully that'll change eventually, but everyone is on it. You know, I mean, all ages. Well, that's great. And there are plenty of cougars out there anyway, Johnny. So it, it might work. It might work. Um, do you have any, do you have, do you have any leftist saboteurs? Any leftists who join and just want to like screw it up? Oh, very, very few. Very few. Um, so what we do is we just review every profile before we let it in. So it takes like a couple hours, depending on who's managing the system. Um, so very few get in. And even if they do, we just have a report button and people just report them and then we just ban them. So it's, it's very simple. Um, and, you know, it's a Republican dating app. because People say, well, what if leftists want to get on? It's like, well, they don't unless they're trying to, like, do something uh, harmful, in which case we'll just ban them. But. You really, I would say 99% of the people on there are conservative, you know, just looking to date or marry, and maybe 1% are goofing off or trolling or whatever, and they're quickly, 
quickly removed. So it's not, it's not a huge problem. Oh, that's good. That's good because we don't want this great thing to be infected like the left infects everything else. Um, this is amazing. You have your first marriage already. You guys have just launched a little over a year ago. You're booming all over social media. You've got a ton of subscribers. I'm so proud of you, Johnny. Thank you. That's uh, super kind. We got a, a long way to go, but yeah, it's, uh, we're proud of the work we've done so far. Amazing. Just amazing. And, you know, guys, we all know this now. It never used to be this way, but it is this way now. Political beliefs are critically important. Political values now are your values. Politics is involved in every aspect of our lives, from sports to entertainment. We know this. So that's why it's even more important to match with someone with the same values, if in fact that's important to you. And I know as conservatives, that's important to most of us. I could not spend five minutes with a man who did not <laughs> support President Trump or conservative values or in any way. I, I, I simply could not do that. And I know a lot of you feel that way as well. So this is the way to do it. This is the way to find your match. It's called The Right Stuff. And Johnny, this app is it's so fantastic. You can find it at the App Store. Are you, um, are you guys available on other platforms? Forms as well for download or just the app store right now? It's just, it, it's just iPhone for now. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to expand at some point? Yeah, we're going to expand. Um, we're also going to expand our features at some point and we're going to expand internationally at some point, but for now it's, um, it's iPhone only and it's, you know, just conservative dating, but eventually we'd love to do a friend's feature and um, take this internationally too. Uh, well, great, because you know what? There are a lot of Javier Millet voters in Argentina who need to be matched. There are a lot of uh, Georgia Maloney uh, 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 single folks in Italy who need to be matched. Right. Okay, Johnny, right. so you got to get on this, right? <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of Brexit voters. You know, there's a lot of us everywhere. That is right. Okay, guys, if you are single and you want to find somebody special who shares your political values, um, and again, if you're not looking and you just want to laugh, check out their Instagram, True Social, uh, Twitter, TikTok accounts at Date Right Stuff. And again, the app is called The Right Stuff, which you can download at the App Store. Johnny, it's so good to talk to you, and I can't wait to serve again with you in the Trump administration 2.0. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. All right, guys, another pure fire show in the can. Thank you so much for joining me as always and for checking out our phenomenal sponsors. We all really appreciate that too. Big show here coming up on Thursday and next week, a major pop icon is going to join me and us not to be missed. And we are here with you right through the holidays. So don't miss a second of the Monica Crowley podcast. I'll see you on Thursday. This episode of the Monica Crowley Podcast was produced by Bayhockle Entertainment, LLC. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.